Exciting news at This Week Health. Starting May 16th, our keynote show is moving to Thursdays. Catch every episode weekly on our This Week Health conference channel. Don't miss conversations with top health system leaders designed to transform healthcare one connection at a time. Subscribe to This Week Health conference and stay updated every Thursday. Today in Health IT, Google Gemini is out. We're gonna talk about it on a Friday episode. All right, my name is Bill Russell. I'm a former CIO for a 16 hospital system and creator of This Week Health, a set of channels and events dedicated to transform healthcare one connection at a time. We wanna thank our show sponsors who are investing in developing the next generation of health leaders, SureTest, Artisite, Parlance, Certify Health, Notable, and ServiceNow. Check them out at thisweekhealth.com slash today. For those of you who are wondering, if you want more information, we have our new site, thisweekhealth.com slash news. Curated news stories from around the industry insiders are clipping stories, sending them to us. Our editors are putting them out there. Check it out, thisweekhealth.com slash news. Let's see, what else? It's Friday. Oh, hey, we're still doing our work with Alex's Lemonade Stand. Our team got together this week, exciting announcements coming for next year. I'm not ready to talk about it yet, but we're upping that number. Our goal this year was 50,000. We're up, uh, I think a little over 60. I haven't checked it recently, but I think we're close to 60. And that is exciting. We want to thank you for your generosity. If you want to be a part of it, go ahead and hit our website. Top right hand corner, you're gonna see a <coughs> link to the lemonade stand. Go ahead and click on that to give today. All right, one last thing, share this podcast with a friend or colleague. Use it as a foundation for daily or weekly discussions on the topics that are relevant to you and the industry. They can subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, let's take a look at this. I'm gonna go to, my gosh, we have six articles out here on our website about this. ZDNet, here we go. What is Gemini? Everything you should know about Google's new AI model. And then I'll give you my so what. Gemini's new powerful artificial intelligence model from Google that can understand not just but not just text, but also images, videos, and audio as a multimodal model. Gemini is described as capable of completing complex tasks in math, physics, and other areas, as well as understanding and generating high quality code in various programming languages. It is currently available through integrations with Google Bard and Google Pixel 8 and will gradually be folded into other Google services. See, Gemini is a result of large-scale collaboration efforts by teams across Google, including our colleagues at Google Research, according to Dennis Hassabis, CEO and co-founder of Google DeepMind. It was built from the ground up to be multimodal, which means it can generalize and seamlessly understand, operate across, and combine different types of information, including text, code, audio, images, and video. I'll tell you what, the thing I like the most about this is, gives us choice. Anyway, who made Gemini? Gemini was created by Google and Alphabet. Let's see, are there different versions? Yes, there are. Google describes Gemini as a flexible model that's capable of running on everything from Google data centers to mobile devices. To achieve this scalability, Gemini is being released in three sizes, Gemini Nano, Gemini Pro, and Gemini Ultra. I'll tell you right now, that's probably still too confusing. The marketing people need to make it even easier, but I will tell you what each one is. Gemini Nano model size is designed to run on smartphones, specifically the Google Pixel 8. It's built to perform on, let's see, perform on-device tasks that require efficient AI processing without connecting to external servers. Gemini Pro running on Google's data centers. Gemini Pro is designed to power the latest version of Google 
Google's AI chatbot Bard, and then Gemini Ultra, though still unavailable for widespread use, Google describes Gemini Ultra as its most capable model, exceeding current state-of-the-art results on 30 of 32 widely used academic benchmarks used in large language models. The research and development, it's designed for a highly complex task and is set to be released after finishing the current phases of test. How can you access it? You, you can access it through your through BARD, through Pixel 8, and some of that stuff. How does Gemini differ from AI models like GPT-4? This will be interesting. Google's new Gemini model appears to be one of the largest, most advanced AI models to date, though the release of the Ultra model will be one to determine that for certain. Compared to other popular models that power AI chatbots, Right now, Gemini stands out due to its native multimodal characteristics, whereas other models like GPT-4 rely on plugins and integrations to be truly multimodal. And they have a big old chart in here to talk about it a little bit more. Compared to GPT-4, a primarily text-based model, Gemini easily performs multimodal tasks natively, while GPT-4 excels in language-related tasks like content creation and complex text analysis natively. It resorts to OpenAI's plugin to perform image analysis and access to the web, and it relies on Dolly 3 and Whisper to generate images and process audio. Google's Gemini also appears to be more product-focused than other models available now. It's either integrated into the company's ecosystem or with plans to be as it's powering both BARD and Pixel 8 devices. Other models like GPT-4 and Meta's Llama uh, Man, I've been saying Lambda. That's something completely different. Anyway, Meta's Llama are more service-oriented and available for various third-party developers for application tools and services. Anything else in here? Nah, that's about it. Let me give you my so what on this, which is really interesting because there's a video out there which shows them like drawing things in front of the... Gemini model and it's it says what do you see what do you see and then finally it sees exactly what it is and it's a duck as you're drawing it and then you make it a blue duck and they say there aren't many blue ducks in the world and it it says but there are a series of blue ducks so it's really good at that 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 reasoning it's it's visually seeing things and reasoning so think about that for a minute and what that means it advances in robots advances in automation it can see things and reason and then be put into a production loop. So there's a chance that this actually is more capable from the perspective of it's going to look at something, figure something out, and then do something. Think about this on, um, I mean, in, in healthcare, you could picture this on the robots that go through the, uh, through the hall. And they could see things, reason, and then make decisions. Instead of being really highly programmed and deterministic kind of models of how they move through the through the halls of the hospital and that kind of stuff they can start to extrapolate things and see a child and respond to that child or see somebody who's lost and respond to them and that kind of stuff so there's a reasoning that's going on which i think is one of the more powerful things that i see in this ai model over a chat gpt today chat gpt phenomenal with text today and even the the ability to create images and those kind of things. But this is a little different in that it's understanding its environment, it's seeing things, it's responding to it, and that kind of thing. So I, I see this in a robotic sense being very interesting. And I also see it 
in a automation thing. I, I see it taking information and turning it into actionable knowledge. And I, gosh, who's, who's post? Allie Miller had a post on LinkedIn, and I'm also going to put that on our website as well. You can hit our news page and see that. Allie Miller talked about this a, a little bit. Here, let me pull it up. Here we go. There it is. Uh, reasoning in production. Here's what the followers need to know. We are moving from knowledge to action. AI is going to move further upstream and will be tasked with taking action. And guess what? Actions require reasoning. Something I've stressed heavily for the last several years and is, is the need for critical reasoning in this process. That's the 2024 focus, AI moving into proactive interventions. Think about that in healthcare. That's exciting. I mean, from a robotic standpoint, that's pretty interesting. From an IT standpoint, I think that's pretty interesting, but just a whole host of things. So if we're wondering, will machines ever take action on their own? It depends how good they are at that reasoning and how comfortable we feel at their ability to make determinations and make the right determinations on the data that they're giving. Let's see, she has a couple other things here. We're getting more efficient. AI has become 16,500 times more efficient in the last 11 years. And we're starting to see that state-of-the-art, let's see, state-of-the-art large language models. Say what you will about GPT-4 performance, but it is too expensive for most companies, including OpenAI itself, to run at scale. Assume 2024 brings lower AI OPEX. That's interesting as well. I, I haven't read anything in any of the articles about that. But I would imagine, yes, it's very expensive to run the current large language models. And so we're going to see efficiency get brought into those models. That's not going to impact us that much. It, it is very important from a sustainability standpoint, very different, very important from an environment standpoint and other things. But from our standpoint of interacting with the model, I don't think we see that per se. And number three, it's uh, multimodal from here on out. ChatGPT is a multi is multimodal and doesn't require the user to pre-select what modality they want to use. Gemini seems to be the same. There will be no lines between images, music, text, voice, always a big part of Google demos and video. Just one pile of data. Assume that 2024 is multimodal. Very important. Very interesting. Let's see. And there's no one model to rule them all. We've known... We've now heard this from Google DeepMind lead and more that there will be different models for different use cases. Gemini has three tiers, Pro, Ultra, and Nano. Pro is for BARD, Google products, Nano is for Pixel, and Ultra is for I have deep pockets and want the highest grade possible. Performance will be a consideration with a score of 90%. Gemini Ultra is the first model to outperform human experts on a bunch of massive multitask language understanding. Assume that 2024 has more multimodal orchestration and delegation. Pretty interesting. This is this is pretty exciting stuff. I don't know that it's head and shoulders above GPT-4. I, I don't know if it's, oh my gosh, I've got a switch or, oh, I'm on this path and whatever. I think you'll see the two things coalesce around this concept of reasoning, seeing things, making determinations, just all in all becoming smarter, responding to us in ways that are almost intuitive to what we're asking or the environment that they're in. And, and I think that has lots of opportunities from an automation standpoint. Where would I be looking at this? I'd be looking at this first and foremost in the IT world. Find that security alert and respond to it. And I know we've been a little 
anxious about doing that. We don't want to shut off critical machines and whatnot. But if the machines start to be able to be smarter and apply some reasoning to it, oh, that is an MRI machine. I shouldn't shut that off right now. And I should alert some people before I do anything, that kind of stuff. Again, reasoning. The same kind of reasoning you would want a tech who is looking at that log to do, I think we're going to see machines doing that reasoning. So again, that's where I'd be applying AI as much as I possibly could because I'd have control over it as a CIO and then I would be partnering with others. I think the call center is ripe for this. You should have uh, AI just coming out all over in the call center today. I think that's one area. Obviously, I think coding is going to change dramatically. I think the administrative tasks can be, we can look at AI in in those areas. My gosh, I think the sky's the limit. I would be uh, all in on this. I'd be reading and consuming everything I can. I'd be bringing in experts from these various companies. I'd be going to these partners locations and asking them to uh, give you demos and understand it. Even if you've decided on the Microsoft route, I would still go visit Google. I would go visit Anthropic. I would go visit Amazon. I would go talk to the various players that are out there, even some of the sub players, because there isn't going to be one model to rule them all. There's going to be very specific models that run each one. It's a Friday. I'm rambling. It's exciting stuff, but that's all for today. Don't forget, share this podcast with a friend or colleague. We want to thank our channel sponsors who are investing in our mission to develop the next generation of leaders. SureTest, Artisite, Parlance, Certify Health, Notable, and ServiceNow. Check them out at thisweekhealth.com slash today. Thanks for listening. That's all for now.